Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Hello, and welcome to today's Lifting Lessons at Lunch. I appreciate your joining us today to look through God's Word. I appreciate your patience with me last week as um, we had just a little hiccup in our our regularly scheduled programming. Um, Our baby, Kennedy Ryan, came into the world last Friday, so I was unable to complete my lifting lessons at lunch last week, Um, but I appreciate your patience. Thank you for all of your prayers um, as she and Sabrina are doing very well and they're here at home recovering. Um, as are the rest of us with our um, lack of sleep and other things, but um, it's a joy to have a new family member, and we thank the Lord for his providing us with another child, um, another healthy child, and uh, we appreciate all of the prayers and the love from our church during this time, as well as the patience as we take some time to to allow Sabrina to recover and and the baby to get used to being in this world um, outside of the womb. So uh, we appreciate your patience and and the love of our church during this time, we really do. Um, We are going to continue our study in the churches of Revelation the seven letters that were sent to the seven churches um, that are mentioned in Revelations chapter 2 and chapter 3. Today we're going to continue with the second church, um, which is the church at Smyrna. So I'd like for you to turn with me to Revelation chapter 2. We're going to begin in verse 8 and read this letter to the church at Smyrna. The Bible says, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive, I know thy works, and tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. So last week we looked at the church of Ephesus, and we saw, or two weeks ago, excuse me, we saw that the church of Ephesus was doing a lot of the right things, but there was one issue. They had lost their first love. They had lost that love that they had for Christ. Here in Smyrna, we see a different situation. This church was a poor church, as um, we see here that Christ mentions that they are in poverty. So it's not a very wealthy uh, congregation. Christ starts his letter by saying that he is the first and the last, that he is dead and now alive. And I'm thankful that statement, that verse excites me because you think about how the Bible tells us that in in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And in John chapter 1, it tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So we know that Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God, the triune God, was at creation. So they're the beginning, but they're also the end. As we continue through the book of Revelation, we see how when God says that this thing is over, it's over. There's no continuing. There's no other power on earth or under the earth or above the earth that can stop the the ending of everything as Christ is able to establish his kingdom. There's nothing that can deter that. God's, God's plan is already set out. And so God's letting us know he's the first and the last. He was dead and is now alive. 
So even though this church has gone through hard times, poverty and other things that we'll talk about, God is still on the throne. He's still there. He's still the first and the last. He still was dead and is now alive. He's a living Savior. We serve a living Savior. No matter what we're going through, no matter what kind of difficulties you're facing today, our God is still on the throne. And that's the encouragement that I have for you today. As we read through the book of Revelation, you can see it all throughout. All the things that happen, all the different judgments and all the scenes that we see in heaven and, and everything, no matter what is happening through the book of Revelation, God is on the throne. God is there in the midst of creation. He's in the midst of his people. He is on the throne. He is under control. He is in control. And he knows exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. We can take rest in that today. Just off the bat, that's what we can start with. What an encouragement. That God is the first and the last. He is dead, but he's alive, and he lives forevermore. The church at Smyrna was persecuted severely. They were persecuted because of their refusal to give in to the Roman cult and all of the things that went along with that. The Lord acknowledges their tribulation in this passage that we just read. He talks about the tribulation that they've gone through, and then he acknowledges their poverty. And then in parentheses, you see, but thou art rich. Even though this church was going through difficult times, even though they seemed poor to the outside world and probably they thought themselves that they were poor, they were rich in Christ. This is a church that was blessed by the Lord and, and we'll see how that plans out in the next few verses. Um, Christ's message to this church was not one of, of admonition um, or was one of admonition and encouragement. Um, he reassured the church that everything was under control. No matter what Satan throws our way, no matter what Satan could do to this church, God was still on the throne. He was still the first and the last. How do you think the church accepted this? I think they were thankful. God said that they were rich in him, so they had to have knowledge of him to be rich in him. They had to know him through reading his word and, and having time with him and communion and things like that. They had to know Christ to be rich in him. So I'm sure they've accepted this very well. They believed his word. And so they thought, they knew that they were rich in Christ. Christ has promised that at the end of this letter that they would be able to overcome and they would not be hurt by the second death. We may be called on to die for our faith one day. We may suffer tribulation as this church suffered, as we saw um, in the verses here, that they suffered tribulation, they suffered persecution, they suffered all of these things for the name of Christ. My question for us today is, what are we doing to prepare for that? The Lord told us that it would come. He tells us in his word that it's going to come. I'm sure this church knew that it was going to come, but he also gives us a promise. I want to take you back to Mark chapter 13 and read something that the Lord's given us here. In verse 9 it says, But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to the councils. And in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. But when, you shall, when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do you premeditate. But whatsoever shall be given you in that hour, that speak ye. For it is not ye that speak, but the Holy Ghost. This church was persecuted. What are we doing to ensure that we are preparing for the persecution? 
The Holy Spirit will prepare us. We see from these verses, we see that the tribulation is coming just as the church is suffering here in these verses. But we also see that the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. The Holy Spirit is there to allow us to know what to say when we have to give an answer. Now, that does not mean, I've gone through this with the young people, and that does not mean that we should not prepare. The Lord says to study to show thyself approved. We're supposed to be ready always to give an answer for these things. We have to be ready. We have to prepare. We have to read the Word of God. We have to make sure to study and to prepare and to meditate on the Word of God. We're commanded to do that. But when it comes time for persecution, the Holy Spirit tells us, the Lord tells us in these verses that the Holy Spirit is going to tell us what to say. We're going to know how to answer these things. We don't have to fear these things because we serve the God that's the first and the last. We serve the God that died, but now he's risen again. He's still alive. He's on the throne. And even if we go through persecution, he knows what's coming and he knows how to handle these things. The Bible commands us to be, to be steadfast, to stand. We're supposed to stand, therefore. And then it goes through the, the uh, different pieces of the armor of God that we're supposed to put on. But it tells us first to stand. We have to be steadfast. The church has to be ready. We have to be solid in our belief in Christ. We have to be solid in our belief that this is the word of God. We have to determine now that Christ is more important than even our lives and our health. If we don't decide that now, we will fail when we are tested. This church had a severe test. They had severe persecution from the Roman cult, but they stood fast. And the Bible tells us at the end here, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. But thou faithful, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. God's saying, look, there may be a time that I require your life. If your life is required of you, are you going to be faithful? If your health is required of you, are you going to be faithful? Or are you just going to give up? I want to give you a little bit of encouragement today. We've already seen that God's still on the throne. He's still in control. He knows everything that's happening. But these tribulations that this church is going through, it says um, that you may be tried and you may have tribulation 10 days. There's a set time. It's not forever. It's not going to last forever. We may go through trials for short times. The Bible says that Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. There's a short time that we may have to go through these things, but God's saying, look, hold on. It's not going to be like this forever. Just hold fast. Just stand fast until I come back. When I return, I'm going to make all things new. When I return, I'm going to wipe away all tears. When I turn, you can have right. When I return, you can have joy and have it to the fullest because you're going to be in my presence. I hope that this is encouragement to you. We serve a God that's in control. We serve a God that's still on the throne. We may go through persecutions like this church. I've heard it said, and I believe it thoroughly. It's not if the persecution is going to come, but it's when the persecution will come. We have to be ready. We have to decide now what we're going to do when we're put into that test, when we're put into that tribulation, when we have those trials that come through and we're persecuted as a church. We have to be ready. We have to be ready to stand and we have to be ready to, to be steadfast in the last days. And those last days are here, my friend.
I hope that you're ready. I hope that you'll go back and read through these verses and do a little more research on the church at Smyrna. What a, what a powerful lesson that God gives us here on being prepared. We have to be ready, but we have to understand that God is in control. He knows all things. My friend, no matter what you're going through today, no matter what I'm going through today, God is on the throne and he knows what you're going through. He knows what you need. He knows what I'm going through and he knows what I need. I hope that you'll reach out to him today. We can talk to other people. I love talking to other people, to our, our pastor and to others that, that know the word well. I, I enjoy those things, but there's nothing quite like going to my Lord and my Father in prayer and just casting my burdens on him. God said that if we would cast our cares upon him, that he cares for us. He's going to do maybe not everything that we need him to do right when, when we think it should be done, but he knows. He knows what needs to be done. He knows what we need. And friend, he's still on the throne today. Praise the Lord that he's still, under, he's still in control and everything is under his control. I hope that you have a wonderful Friday. We're looking forward to the Lord's Day on Sunday, hearing our pastor preach, hearing the wonderful singing. Um, and I look forward to seeing each and every one of you on Sunday. We're praying for you. As always, if we can help you out in any way, please let us know. We love you and God bless you.